They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them tight conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978. The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great. 45, 42, Prescott, that's where I'm from. Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums. As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat. In my own lane, no. Far from where they crashing at. Dumb bar graduate. The game out of mass it. Served in the Navy, look. Y'all don't know the half of it. Pops passing no one. Moms passed last year. I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears. Cause they saw I'm making it. No telling where I'm taking it. My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it. Coach it went high in 15 in one state. Seen the fork in the road and went straight. I know what I'm worth, I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn S Gaming Crew Legend, let's work. Hey, this is OG King Kirk, and we're back with another episode of the OG Two Cents Podcast. Uh, this is the episode three, the OG back in New York for the 2020 NBA 2K League Draft. It was a fun week. I arrived in New York on Tuesday morning. Um, early as usual. Uh, normally, typically, you know, I fly out of Dayton, Ohio, around 6 a.m. and arrive in New York somewhere around 8 o'clock or so. And uh, this week was, you know, the biggest week of the, the 2K League, the, the 2K League draft. Basically used, uh, you know, t- Tuesday, Wednesday, to this to draft prep. Uh, that you know, anybody that's involved in the league knows that that's uh, every day uh, from the time the offseason starts all the way up until the actual draft. Uh, me and YL just talk daily, text, uh, you know, just getting all the data that we can get on each player that we're looking at. And then just also communicate any information that, you know, happens to circulate uh, throughout the league. But, um, you know... Uh, we did that on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday was rather unique. Uh, we took the train from uh, Penn Station to Philly, and we visited, you know, Jeff Terrell, and uh, Steve's happened to be uh, in market at the time. And we basically was just going up to Philly, to, you know, on a, the league side of it, just to, you know, see their gaming house, uh, see how they live, um, and just, you know, basically just talk 2K League. Um, it was just, it was a fun time. Had uh, lunch at uh, B-Dubs. Uh, th- they they reside in Sicklerville, New Jersey, uh, which, which was pretty interesting, like 20 minutes outside of Philly. Uh, but just overall, it was a great time. And, uh, you know, really in, enjoyed our time in Philly. Uh, we also attended the game later on that evening. Uh, Philly played Brooklyn. Um, it was a great game. Philly ended up winning in uh, overtime. And then uh, immediately after the game, we we traveled back uh, to New York. Probably got in around just a little bit around oh, 2 a.m. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, when I'm in New York, it's, it's hard for me to sleep because uh, I'm, I'm just fueled by the – by the hustle and bustle and uh, 
just always up ready to work. So I went to sleep uh, probably somewhere between 2 and 3 o'clock. I was back up at, at 5 a.m., you know, ready to work. Um, Friday, uh, you know, shuttles arrived, and uh, we had a team meeting in the afternoon, uh, get a lot of things out uh, going into the draft. Um, it was very, very productive meeting. I, you know, expressed some things to them. Uh, they expressed some things to us, and you know, it was just, uh, just a good, just good to be all of us being in a room at the same time, uh, not you know dealing with each other through text chats and you know on Twitter and different things like that. Um, after the team meeting, uh, I had. Um, me and YL traveled to finish uh, looking at apartments and housing for the players. Uh, got that wrapped up, uh, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, later that evening, I had a great opportunity to go hang out at the NBA headquarters with Black Frank White. Uh, sp- caught up and talked with uh, BD a little bit, uh, Daniel Harris. Uh, Lindsey, you know, our fine staff that we have with the NBA 2K League. And um, me and Frank, uh, we went over to an event that was going on. It was uh, Decoy Games Presents Game On and uh, sponsored by Unity. And uh, Aaron Ashley Simon was uh, the featured host for the event. But it it was some amazing people in the building. Uh, Ray Graham, which is the technical director for Unity Technologies, um, hip hop gamer, uh, Hot 97 personality, uh, heavy in the gaming community. He was he was in the building. Uh, Jay Watts, the co-founder of Coexist Gaming, uh, she was a very phenomenal woman. Uh, had time to talk with her for a minute. I'm definitely going to be looking forward to attending some events that she hosts. Uh, also, uh, Aziza Brown, the founder and CEO of Dynamic Focus. Um, the Black Hockage was a content content creator. Uh, just very sound mind, uh, you know, gave out some great knowledge. Nars, who's the co-host for Cheddar's Esports and, and also a streamer and content creator. Uh, Khalid Jones. Who was the co-owner of Echo Fox? Um, I definitely enjoyed uh, hearing everything that he had to share with us. Um, Kevin Webb was a gaming reporter for the Business Insider. Uh, very, very smart. Uh, you know, gave a lot of great insight uh, into the gaming world, and um, it was just an overall great time. Uh, basically, you know, people sharing. Uh, their knowledge and different things and different experiences that they've witnessed in the the gaming space and um you know just it was just a big time for you know everybody to be in there just supporting each other and you know just sharing sharing knowledge and sharing advice and um you know it it just was a great a very very good time and uh, I was just glad to be a part of it um, also, it was um, a, a violinist that um, it was just uh, he he uh, you know I'd never really listened to 
the violin, um, you know, live. And um, it, it, it was phenomenal. And his name was uh, Damien Escobar. Um, just, just, a, he, just a very talented artist. Uh, he, he, told, he gave a unique testimony um, about him attending the, the school of Juilliard at nine and basically, uh, you know, mastering the art of the violin by the age of 13. And um, he went on to become a millionaire by the age of 21. And, you know, by 22, he was, he was homeless. And uh, the one particular thing that I like about the story that he told, because I just felt like it, it resonated with the NBA 2K community, was the word that he used that, that allowed that not a lot you know that that made him go from being a millionaire to homeless was basically ego you know he um achieved a lot of success early with his his brothers and, and and members of the band that he was in and then it got to a point where he felt like he didn't need uh those people like and you know his his ego got pretty huge, and before you know it, he was homeless. And, uh, you know, needless to say, like, he's, you know, he's back up. Excuse me. He's doing his thing, um, pl plays great music. And, um, you know, I, I just said, hey, anybody, if you get a chance, just look him up. His name is Damien Escobar, and I'm, like I said, he, he's very talented. But um, it was a, it's a great event. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, you know, different talent in there, you know, as far as content creator. Uh, it was a, numerous videographers, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, um, influencers, just all over the place. Um, and it was held at the Microsoft, um, the Microsoft store. Um, and, you know, it was just, a, it was just a great event. I was just glad to be a part of it. Um, you know, leading until Saturday, um, it was, you know, the, the draft, um, got up, uh, you know, uh, met YL at, at the Barclay center. Uh, we had some last minute things that he wanted to do. He got up and, you know, he wanted to get some shoes and, and different things like that. So, um, you know, we went to stadium goods. I believe he purchased, uh, Travis Scott Lowe's. Uh, the the those ones. I'm not a sneakerhead, but I learned a lot from him. But uh, yeah, he you know he wanted to get some shoes to go with his fit. Uh, we you know went back to his place, got dressed. Um, basically, all the time and hours spent uh, on our draft board and everything like that, we just put it to life uh, when we returned back to the Barclays Center. And um, at that point, you know, our situation was a little different this year with the draft being held at Terminal 5 and there really wasn't any um, room on site. Well, not that we knew of, you know, prior to to have a war room at the venue. So I pretty much uh, stayed at the Barclays Center with a, with JP, Joshua Press, and um, his son Gavin and the videographer, videographer Anthony and our graphic art artist, Laura, and we pretty we stayed at the Barclay Center, you know, all day, um, up and up until I, we made our last pick, and then I got into an Uber and, and 
went over to the venue uh, to meet YL and, you know, the rest of the guys, uh, the guys that were on the team and then the, the guys that we drafted. Uh, you know, our ninth pick, we uh, chose Chalk, um, DF. <laughs> um, I don't know how long he's going to go by that title, if, if you know, whether he keeps it or not. But he definitely was number one on our radar. Um, you know, he plays the game at a high level. Um, you know, he, um, you know, he has some acclaim, you know, some people can look at it negative if they choose, um, you know, he made some, some videos during the first season when he didn't make the, the draft pool. And, um, you know, I use that, I use that as an example where, you know, I, I called it growth. You know, he was young, um, you know, frustrated, upset. You know, any choice word you can throw in there when you you work hard to do something and it doesn't work out the the way you, you plan it. And uh, basically, you know, in those videos, he expressed this is overall opinion and feelings about him not making the league and how he felt he should have. And um, what he did the following seasons was um, he went back to the drawing board and you know, I I had talked to him, you know, a few times. I, I we pretty much talked at least once a month uh, during that time frame, and and I'm basically, you know, try to be a, a positive, you know, positive reinforcement for him. And he, you know, he assured me that he had something up his sleeve, and you know, he came back in 2K20 and he grinded for top rep, and uh, first legend on, uh, I believe, on both consoles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, don't uh, don't crucify me for that. But I think uh, you know, at least I know he was the first legend on Xbox, and with that, you know, comes uh, notoriety, a bigger fan base. Um, you know, he accrued a ton of subscribers on YouTube, followers on Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, and just. You know, just overall added celebrity. Now, you know, obviously the the opposite that comes with that is, you know, what uh, what people like to say is haters and you know more critics, uh, more people probably willing and wanting to see you fail than succeed. But uh, I just like the fact that when I I like I like res to see resilience in people. You know, when you don't, everybody's happy when they're getting what they want. You know, you have to look. You have to look at those people who, who, how how do they behave or act when they don't get what they want? Like that. That's the true testament of of that person. Like who who are they when they're when they're when they're at their worst and when they're being challenged? And uh, I just like the fact that uh, how he went about things. Um, you know, if if you find yourself constantly around people who don't want to give you room to grow, those are people who obviously never want to see you succeed. Because, you know, like like I said, I'm you know forty, and you know if I if I slowly was judged today as I was when I was 21, and I probably wouldn't be where I'm at neither. 
And that, you know, that part, that goes for a lot of people. So, like I said, I want to just say, a t you know, a test testament to him is that just growth. Um, you know, in our second round, our second pick at 29, we selected Randall. Um, you know, he played with Randall and Wavy and Shuttles in the offseason. A uh, relentless player, uh, pretty quiet, quiet, mild-mannered. Um, different, different things that I've seen and recognized from a, a, a actual su su superior athlete in real life. Uh, plays basketball at a high level, uh, but it also translates over into the virtual world of NBA 2K. Um, you know, I had a chance to talk to him brief, briefly after we drafted him. He was with his family in the, in North Carolina, so I definitely look forward to him touching down and you know being with the team. And then to round it out at 50 is Potts. Um, you know, he's been along with the the KMT uh, crew for a while now, and. You know, he knows nothing but, but winning and being a team player and doing whatever it takes to, you know, to win. And I think that's solely the type of player you need. Uh, I don't, you know, you need that type of mentality and attitude from everybody. And, you know, he definitely brings that. Um, you know, he was ecstatic. Uh, you know, I like the fact that... Uh, you know, during when he had drafted and he had a chance to, he had, at his interview after the fact that, you know, he shouted out our, you know, our new owner, Joe Sy, and I thought that was unique um, that obviously he did his homework and know know who who runs things at, at BSE Global, so that was pretty cool. Um, it, the other aspect of the draft and I'm I'm not gonna go too deep into everything because then my first uh, focus and my primary focus is next GC, and it's never to be about what other people are doing or what other teams are doing or or whatever. But you know the biggest thing that I take from the drafts is that uh, at least uh, and this is all my thoughts and my words and and opinions on it is that. You know, you, you go after who you want. You draft who you want. You know, it's not about what other people think, you know, the fans, critics, or anything. Like, you, you go after who you want. And in saying that, you know, I know a lot of people have a different, different opinion on this, but I don't believe in people falling or slipping or being snubbed. Because if everybody, I think what makes a good draft is if everybody, every team walks away from the draft and they're satisfied with the, the one, two, three, four, or five players that they drafted, it was a great draft. I mean, if every team is satisfied with, with who they picked, it was a great draft. And, and those, you know, who, who left out, I mean, if this is truly what you want to do, then it, it's just more work to do. Um, and I'm not into big about using the word fair or anything like that. But it's it's just more work to do. I've never um I've never 
you know, felt to the point that uh, that anybody owes me anything. I owe myself, if anything. I don't, I don't, nobody owes me anything. I, I owe it to myself to be dedicated to what I do and, you know, whether, whether I'm successful or not, you know, just be accountable and, and recognize things that I can do better. Well, first of all, recognize things that I'm not doing well and, and the proper actions to fix them. Uh, but the other part is just, you know, to recognize the necessary of what I need to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, at the point that we're at in the 2K League, that sometimes your success may not always equate to wins. Uh, when you speak on, like, being a manager um, in the 2K League, yes, we all want to win. Yes, we draft players to win. But, but also understanding that it's, it's bigger than the game of 2K sometimes. You know, here I am. I'm drafting young adults. And I thought about that today after I I congratulated Lav on, you know, being drafted by the Grizz. And, you know, one of the things he told me was that, you know, he came into this situation, you know, truly open-minded and, and just open. And that... You know, I he had learned so much from me as a as a person to help better himself from this point forward. And to me, those are the type wins that nobody nobody they don't show up on the stat sheet. They don't show up on a on you on a trophy that you hold up. You know, they they don't. Those are the results that you don't always see. And but those are big wins. And I think. We need to recognize different things like that and and not always harping on because out of twenty three ten it's only gonna be one team to win a championship. You know, it's only gonna be one. So if you're not that one team holding up the trophy at the end of the year then it's other you it's other ways to get wins. Uh and I, I think, and I'm not saying, definitely not saying putting winning on the backseat, but I'm just saying count count every win. Don't harp on every loss, but count your wins. Um, You know, and as far as the, the topic of the, the ladies that were in the draft that didn't get selected, I, I'm not, I know it's tough. Um, I had a great opportunity to work the women's developmental camp. And one of the things that I I mentioned during the camp was basically, you know, we have what we have. I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm just saying we have what we have. And basically in the offseason, we have amateur tournament circuits that are important for amateurs to play in. And if you choose not to play in those events, then you're limiting your exposure to, you know, every GM and coach that watches uh, those particular streams in those events. And that's something I mentioned also in the first episode, you know, in the state of Pro-Am is that you, you have to play in these events. 
park and rec is not going to cut it. Like, it's not. Like, park and rec is the grind to get your player up, but you have to get in that pro-am arena. And and, and, and as my, my partner Homie say, line it up. Like, you have to. Uh, I'm not saying that that's guaranteed. And I will never say nothing is a guarantee. But I will say it improve. It, it can improve your chances. You know, like I said, we now have a realistic system of Pro-Am. Before, we, Pro-Am was just a name. We didn't, have, we didn't have pros playing. Because basically the whole scheme, of, the whole scene of, of Pro-Am is where you have pro, either pro players, current pro players or ex-pro players with amateur players that watches those, those events. And that, that is, that's why it's important uh, that you play in those events. Um, so you have to do it. And like, I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Um, it's this past draft, 68 spots, 200-plus players. Somebody's going to get left out. Somebody's, somebody's going to get left out. It's the inevitable. Uh, I know it's easier said than done. You can't let the the um, the moment, you know, your emotions during that moment, you know, take you to somewhere that you'll regret. Uh, whether, like I said, whether it be on social media or or even in public, at that right at that moment, I think we just have to use we you know we have to use those moments to grow. And I can't stress it enough as it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. You know, just moving forward is that you have to understand, like from my angle. But being a general manager, if you can play the game, that's 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 great. Like that's great. But if I can't, if I can't, if I can't trust you for six months uh, away from the game, or I, you know, I. That's why, like everything you do, is vital because we only have a. We don't. We only get a certain amount of information to make the best assessment that we can make from uh, from who you are as a gamer to who you are as a person. And I think a lot of times in the two K community, what lacks is we only look. We're judging players. We're judging the players just as gamers. We're not judging them as people. And and, and understanding the fact that. When we're not playing the game, like all GMs and coaches are responsible for players in their market area that they're that signed to them, and it's not just about what you do playing the game. It's what also what you do when you're not playing the game, and that that's deeper than what most I think try to imagine. Every time I hear people talk about the 2K League and teams and players, it's always about whether they're good or whether they're bad. 
But it's nobody never thinks about, you know, what can happen beyond just losing in a 2K league. You know, players have to, you know, you, you want to find players that's going to make sure that they understand the magnitude of every situation, whether we're playing games or whether we're not playing games. And it's crucial to all of these organizations that are investing into the NBA 2K League to know that they're going to have players who take that that serious. So I I definitely think that we need to start put we we need to start putting some of the things that are more important to the forefront. You're not always judging everything by just talent and whether they can play the game. I think also beyond proving that you can play the game, you know, you should be showing different ways that can that can help people see that you're a, a responsible and, and mature person that can handle the situation at hand. You know, where you go from being basically an amateur player that's not getting paid, so now you become a pro player that's getting paid for most, you're moving into a, a new area, new market area, not responsible for rent, not responsible for utilities or anything like that. So, I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty good trade-off. It's just about knowing um, and having the, the, right, the, the right people for your organization. And it, pretty much that... Is a simple standard that I think should exist for all teams. But you know, now we getting to the point where we're in a we're in a sensitive state. I mean, the league will start in just a, a little over a month, and you know, it's it, it'll soon to be it's it's our post draft is already here. I know some players are going to. Take some time off. Some players may never play that play at the pro am level again, you know, like that. Or some may wait and you know keep that same energy until next, you know, until two K twenty one. But I think what I want players to realize is like every we see, like everybody's looking. Like we we see we see and know who didn't get drafted. This this go around. I mean, also the other part that I failed to mention, when about getting snubbed or anything like that, is like every team in a draft is not looking for the same thing. They're not looking for the same positions. They don't need the same positions. So it's not it's not it's not difficult for a player to get passed up because they play a certain position, and. The teams that were drafting at that time didn't need it, or or didn't or didn't want it. Um, you know, so I, I I'm always, you know, I always feel different and think different about those situations. You know, you go you go get who you want and you be satisfied with that at the end of the day. Period. Point blank. And I think that's how most of uh, the teams that draft uh, went about it. Uh, you know, the, uh, this kind of piggybacking off of what I was saying about 
uh, bigger wins than just winning at the game is that uh, this is a funny story to me. And it probably may be a funny story to most, but, um, you know, Mama Chalk on Twitter, I thought for the longest that it was a troll account. Um, don't ask me why, but I, I, I just, I know uh, a lot of people, you know, troll on Twitter, you know, for whatever reason. So I didn't even, you know, know that it was a real, that it was a real account uh, for a while. But one of the beauties of like after the draft is that, excuse me, that Mama, Mama Chuck she sent uh, me a nice message. And um, I was truly uh, grateful for it because it's it's not often that I, that people get to uh, impact other people's lives for the better. And I I feel like when you do have that chance, you take full advantage of it. Like you don't uh, you don't abuse it. You don't take it for granted. I mean, you 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 recognize the position that you're in, and you and you you deal with it as such. So I think, um, you know, with 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 her taking time out to to send me uh, a message and how she felt about her son coming to the organization that I'm largely responsible for was just, uh, you know, it was truly. Truly an honor and humbling, and and I can't wait to meet her, and uh, just you know, show her my gratitude uh, for taking time out to express her thoughts on what she felt about the situation that uh, her son was being presented with. So that was uh, a, a defining moment. Like I said, the same when I talked to Live. Um, you know, I always told the guys that the way the league is set up is that we we're, it's not guaranteed we're going to be together the following year. So with that being said, like you have to you have to you have to honor it. And, and and what I look forward to is just building those relationships because, like I tell people, like when you're involved with something or that in, involves a lot of people and, you know, whatever it is that you're involved in, it, it can disappear or it can fade away after years. But the one thing that can, that can always remain is the, is, the, is the foundation of the relationships that are the people that you deal with. And that, to me, has always been important. Like, I'm, I, I've always been about relationship building. And, you know, and, and that's uh, why I like uh, where, where me and YL, our relationship is, has come, you know, come from, like, and the, the, the tremendous amount of respect that I have for him and we, and we have for each other, I think, allows us to, to work uh, to the best of our ability. You know, kind of capping... Uh, everything off. It's like it's uh, after drafts. Everybody looks at their roster. They're feeling good, 
you know, people are pulling out their 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 draft grades and you know their their comments about you know who you should have took or, or who you took and you know why you should have did this and why you should have did that. You know, let let's keep some things in perspective. Neither champion in the first two seasons was selected by anybody. Nobody, nobody would have said or predicted anything about Knicks game and winning the first uh, 2K League title. And nobody seen T-Wolves gaming, you know, coming from out of their slump to ultimately going on ahead and winning, you know, season two NBA 2K League championship. So... I say that to say, like, it's all about whoever has the six guys that want to gel together and put, you know, throw all the me, me, me out the window and and just sacrificing for the greater good of the, of the team. I think that's truly what it comes down to, to winning the championship. It's like everybody has to strip themselves of 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 just always thinking about themselves. You know, truly, um, this it has to be about the we. Has to. Um, as much as much as we have, uh, as as much as we have these um, debates about good players, bad players, and and everything like that. I still said it before, and I'll say it again. There's only 12 NBA 2K League champions. There's only 12. So if, if you're not one of those 12, you got a lot of work to do. And... Um, I don't discredit myself from that either. Um, you know, I always uh, want to say, you know, going into the second season, you know, the first season, we had, I think we had a talented team. I think we were talented enough to do um, the necessary, but uh, we fell short. And, you know, this season, I think, um, I think we've made some necessary changes that uh, can get us over the hump. And now even saying that, it's just all about making it happen. I don't care, uh, I don't care what you think or, or how you feel, it's, just, it's about what shows and proves when, when the lights come on. Um, you know, you can be a, a scrimmage warrior and, and all of that, but if, you ain't, if you're not ready if you're not ready when the lights come on, it, it it doesn't even matter. And I think that's gonna that's gonna be critical uh, for for everybody. And um, you know, we'll see. I think I think we have 23 competitive teams. Uh, everybody's gonna be battling. Uh, our scheduling structure is different this season. Uh, can't wait to see what everybody thinks about that. Um, 
you know, capping off the show, I I really want to give a big shout out to uh, just you know two two people that are important um, to what I'm trying to do with the OG Two Cents podcast is you know Schreider Vigils is the video editor uh, for the OG Two Cents podcast. And uh, he's just been a tremendous addition uh, to the promotion um, and and just everything that 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 he adds to the show. And also, Dave of the Two K Zone is uh, the sound engineer for the OG Two Cents podcast. And uh, things are slowly uh, coming together. Uh, I'll be looking for a graphic artist as well. And um, if any graphic artist wants to be a part of the OG Two Cents show, uh, you can easily um, email at OG2Cents at gmail.com and um, submit your work and uh, tell me how interested you are in becoming a part of the show. And um, I'll definitely uh, be taking a look at at all candidates um, that want to be a part of the show. And it's the OG Two Cents Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, I want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in for this episode. Um, next week, um, episode four. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, you know, it 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 uh, includes some inserts from the trip in Philly with uh, Jeff Terrell, the white kite, and uh, we sat down and did uh, some Q and A. So I think um, just had a casual conversation. I think it's gonna be something that you know everybody want to hear, and it's basically gonna be a a new dynamic of what I want to bring to the show. I'm you know other than uh, flying solo, but I definitely. Um, over the spring and summer, I'm going to be bringing in, you know, my players, uh, YL, uh, different people in the 2K League, uh, sometimes players, non-players. Uh, so it's just going to be an overall fun experience. Um, you know, just stay tuned. And uh, I, su- I appreciate all the support, uh, all the followers. Uh, everybody is downloading each and every uh, episode. I truly appreciate it. And just uh, stay tuned. OG out.